0: Today, don't you love April? At 5 a.m. it's 35 degrees and at 5 p.m. it's 65 degrees. What's what's not to love about that, right? It's awesome. Good to see everybody today. Welcome to Life Church on Palm Sunday. So glad you're here today and I'm excited. Easter is just one week away. Please bring your friends, your family with you next Sunday how many of you know that everybody needs to know Jesus? Amen. So be sure to bring them with you if they don't have a church home. Or maybe they're just tired of the one they got. Just bring them. Let them check out Life Church next Sunday. We would love to entertain them. Let's go to Mark chapter 11 and verse 1 in our Bibles. And if you don't have a Bible, you can look up on the screen. Mark 11 and 1. Special shout out and thank you. To everybody who came and helped us on the work day yesterday, we really appreciate you being here to help us for that. It was a good day. Amen. Now, if you see me grimace, it has nothing to do with the work day yesterday. I literally, just a few minutes ago, dropped my keys on the floor, bent over to pick them up, and got a cramp in my ribs. How pathetic is that? Oh, Rob was like, what's wrong with you? I said, I've got a cramp in my ribs. How? Picking up the keys. <laughs> amen so uh if, if you see me moving gingerly that's what it's from mark chapter 11 and verse 1 now when they drew near jerusalem to beth page and bethany at the mount of olives he sent two of his disciples and he said to them go into the village opposite you and as soon as you have entered it you will find a colt tied on which no one has sat. loose it and bring it Notice Jesus said, now don't do that in this town. Go to another town. (laughs) He said, I want you to go. And if anybody asks you why are you doing this, say the Lord has need of it. By the way, I don't recommend you do that. I don't recommend you go to your neighbor's house and just take what they want. Now, if you do, tell them the Lord has need of it and then come back and let me know how that worked out for you, okay? (laughs) It says, and immediately he will send it here. So they went their way. And found the colt tied by the door outside on the street, and they loosed it. But some of those who stood there said to them, What are you doing loosing the colt? And they spoke to them just as Jesus had commanded, so they let them go. Then they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their clothes on it, and he sat on it. And many spread their clothes on the road, and others cut down leafy branches From the trees and spread them on the road. Then those who went before and those who followed cried out, saying, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the kingdom of our father David that comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Amen. Now, today is commonly recognized in Christianity as Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday, just to give you a little bit of history about it, it's the Sunday before Easter, and it's the first day of what's known as the Passion Week, or the week that is leading up to Easter. This holiday commemorates Jesus' entry into Jerusalem just days before his crucifixion. So today I want to preach on this subject, and you'll know what I mean as we kind of unpack this sermon today. Let's make every Sunday Palm Sunday. Amen. Let's make every Sunday Palm Sunday. Now, in the passage that we just read, as Jesus was coming into the city, the Bible says that the people began to cry out, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Now, it was a common custom in ancient Egypt to cover the path of someone that you thought worthy of high honor with branches, or with leaves. It was kind of the, the equivalent of our modern day rolling out the red carpet for somebody of significance. A king or a president. Or maybe even a celebrity. And in all of the gospels it reports that people gave Jesus this honor of laying branches in the path that he took coming into Jerusalem. In Mark, Matthew, and Luke it says they're reported as having laid not only branches down but also actually laying their clothes, laying garments in the streets and in the path that they anticipated Jesus to arrive on. The book of John is the only gospel to specifically mention palm branches. Now, the palm branch was significant because it was a symbol of triumph. It was a symbol of victory. Now, some people think of Easter and the march to the cross, and when they do it, you know, they think of defeat. They think of death. They think of the beating that Jesus took. They, some people even look at it as the low point of Jesus' life. But we as believers, we recognize it as something far together different. Amen. We recognize it was the path to triumph and it was the path to victory. Amen. Now palm branches are mentioned other places in the Bible as well. Revelation chapter 7 and verse 9 for example. It says, After this I saw a vast crowd, too great to count, from every nation and tribe and people and language, standing in front of the throne and before the Lamb. They were clothed in white robes and they held branches in their hands, palm branches in their hands, amen? And because of the detail of the palm branches and the scene of the crowds greeting Jesus as he entered Jerusalem and then waving palm branches and, and also carpeting the path before him with palm branches, that's why today is given the name of Palm Sunday. Heard a story one time about a little boy who was sick on his day to go to church. It was, it was Sunday, he was sick, so he stayed home. Him and his mom stayed home, and his dad went to church. And when his dad came home, he had something unusual. He brought home a palm leaf, and he had a palm leaf. And, and his son asked him, said, Dad, why do you have that, that palm leaf in your hand? What What is that all about? And so the dad told him, he said, you know, son, he said, when Jesus came into town and showed up, everybody waved palm branches To honor him. So that is why we got palm branches at church today. And the little boy was so frustrated. He replied, he said, oh man. He said, the one Sunday I didn't show up is the Sunday that Jesus decided to show up at church. (laughs) Now aren't you glad to know Jesus shows up more than just one Sunday out of the year? Amen. Aren't you glad that you're here on Palm Sunday as well? Three of the Gospels. Tells a very powerful story of Jesus' entrance into Jerusalem with these words. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Now, it's commonly understood that these words of worship, they were borrowed from Psalm chapter 118 and verse 26. Where it says, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We have blessed you from the house of the Lord. Now, the preceding verse, verse 25, it kind of solidifies the assumption and it says, Save now, I pray, O Lord. Send now prosperity. That word, Save now, it relates to a very significant word that was cried out by the people to Jesus on the day that he was making his entrance into Jerusalem. And that word, and some of you have heard this word before, was Hosanna. Everybody say Hosanna. 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 Save now, I pray, O Lord. It's repeated. And these phrases, and by the way, it was repeated, that word, one time each day on the first six days of the Feast of Tabernacles. And it was repeated seven times on the seventh day. Now, the seventh day came to be called the Great Hosanna or Hosanna Day. We see it described in Leviticus chapter 23 and verse 40. It says, on the first day you're to take branches from luxuriant trees, palms, willows, and other leafy trees... And what? Rejoice before the Lord your God for seven days. It says you take the palm branches and you rejoice with the palms. Take branches and rejoice before the Lord seven days. That word Hosanna became an exclamation of joy. It became a shout of welcome to the Lord. Now, you gotta understand the context of the times that they were in. During this time, the Jews, they were under Roman power. They had to pay taxes to Rome. The Roman soldiers confiscated their lands, confiscated uh, their homes many times. Rome was the superpower of the day. They had conquered the world. And so the Jews, they not only wanted a Messiah for spiritual freedom, they wanted to be set free from the tyranny of Rome. They wanted to reclaim their freedom. They wanted to reclaim their land. They wanted to reclaim their sovereignty. They were looking for a Messiah. A Savior, even in the literal sense of a Savior. They were hoping somebody, their Messiah, would overthrow the Roman government. They wanted to be free again. And for many of them, the the waving of those palm branches was significant because they saw in Jesus what they believed to be their Messiah. They saw in Jesus who they thought would be their Messiah. Zechariah 99 says, Rejoice greatly, O daughters of Zion, shout, O daughters of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. He is just and having salvation, lowly and riding on a donkey. Here's a prophetic scripture. A colt, the foal of a donkey. Here comes Jesus riding in on this donkey. They knew the scriptures. They knew the prophecies about the Messiah. Is this the one? Is this the king who has come to save us? Now, you got to understand, some of those folks, how many of you know people are fickle, right? We're all fickle. Some of those folks had had condemned him before. Some of those same folks that had condemned him, now they're waving palm branches. Here comes our Messiah. And by the time the week was over, some of those same people waving palm branches might have been the ones crying, Crucify him. Crucify him. But in just a few days, Jesus was going to be hanging on a cross. And one week from Palm Sunday, Easter Sunday as we call it today, is going to be the day that he did in fact become their king. He became their resurrected king of kings and their lord of lords. Amen. He became their messiah in a sense that they didn't understand. They thought maybe he's just going to save us from Rome. He's going to save them from something far more significant than Rome. He was going to save their eternal lives. Amen. So on this day, on Palm Sunday, all those believers that were there, they knew that Jesus was the Messiah. Some of them had said things like this about him on previous occasions. We know that you are a teacher come from God. No man can do the miracles that you do except God be with him. Some of those waving palm branches said, what manner of man is this? That even the wind and the waves and the sea obey him. Some said, we've never seen it before like we've seen it in this fashion. Some said, it has never been seen before in Israel. Some said, never has a man spoken like this man. So there they were, celebrating Jesus, celebrating his entrance, celebrating what they thought might be their deliverance, amen. Mark chapter 11 and verse 9 and 10 paints the scenario they were crying out, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the kingdom of our father David that comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. They praised him. They were were chanting his praises. And sure enough, some of the Pharisees got in among the crowd and they didn't like it. Matter of fact, they said, Jesus, Master, we want you to rebuke your disciples. By the way, just as a side note. How many of you know that there's always going to be some negative Nelly? Come on, some spiritually dead person who does not understand or appreciate your praise. Amen? I'm going to tell you right now, you go on and praise the Lord anyhow. Amen? Come on, don't let the naysayers, don't let the doubters, don't let the skeptics, come on. Don't let the old dried up uh, people cause you to not praise the Lord. Amen? Matter of fact, Jesus kind of gave him a nice little rebuke. Here's what Jesus said back to them in Luke 19 and 40. He answered and said to them, I tell you, if these should keep silent, the stones would immediately cry out. Amen. How many of you know ain't no rock going to take my place? Amen. Ain't no rock going to take my place. So on this Palm Sunday, I want to encourage you that we need to make every Sunday Palm Sunday, hallelujah, because Jesus loves our praise. I gotta ask, does anybody have a Hosanna on your lips today? Can somebody shout, our deliverer has come? Hallelujah. Because guess what? You may not have a palm leaf in your hand, but God has given you one of these, He's given you one of these, and every Sunday ought to become. Palm Sunday. Come on, somebody raise those palms to heaven. And let's give God a shout of praise right now in this house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I give you praise. Every Sunday ought to be Palm Sunday. All right, I'm going to talk about it a little bit now, amen. I think sometimes we get a little bit too dignified. Every time. We come to church as an opportunity for us to lift our hands and to open our mouth and give God a praise for all he has done. Amen? Praise. Everybody say praise. praise. I believe that the Lord is worthy of our praise. He's worthy of our expression. He's worthy of our energy. He's worthy of our passion. Now, let me just give this qualifier. If you were not raised in a church like this, or maybe you've never been around this, can we just acknowledge right now to all of us who raised in this? This can be a little bit uh, freaky. (laughs) How many of you know that if you've never been around this, amen, and I'm not here to label any denominations or call anybody out, this can kind of be a little bit intimidating. If you're not used to this kind of worship or this kind of expression, you can walk in and go, you know what? Not for me. Thank you very much. But, and and you know, and we kind of soften the blow by calling it what? What? contemporary worship but guess what this is not contemporary worship this kind of worship is as old as the Bible it is as old as the scripture, amen. The children of Israel all throughout their history, you go back and read, they clapped their hands. They shouted for joy. They danced for joy, amen. They would find any, uh, answer, anything they could and they would bang it together to make noise to the Lord. They blow trumpets, they blowed shofars, they played string instruments. They would shout and give God praise. See, this, this kind of worship, it's as old as the Bible. Amen. If anything is contemporary worship, it's traditional worship. It's quiet worship. I believe God is worthy of our praise. Now, Pastor, why do you do what you do? Why do we do some of the things we do? I want to give you some scripture for our praise. Amen. For example, we lift our hands because Psalm 134 and 2 says, Lift your hands in the sanctuary. And praise the Lord. There it is, Palm Sunday, amen. We sing and we make music to the Lord because Psalm 98 and one says, sing to the Lord a new song. For he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made his salvation known and revealed his righteousness to the nations. He has remembered his love and his faithfulness to Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Burst into jubilant song with music. Make music with the Lord. to the Lord with a harp. With the harp and the sound of singing, with trumpets and the blast of a ram's horn, shout for joy before the Lord, the King. Guess what? When you get to heaven, it's going to be loud. It's going to be exciting. Come on, there's going to be people giving God praise. We dance and we praise exuberantly because Psalm chapter 150 says, praise the Lord. Can I get some help in this house today? Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his acts of power. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. Praise him with the sounding of the trumpet. Praise him with the harp and the lyre. Praise him with timbrel and dancing. Praise him with the string pipes. Praise him with the clash of cymbals. Praise him with the resounding cymbals. And if any of you think you're exempt, look at verse 6. Let everything that has breath.
1: Come on. Let everything that has breath. Come on now. Let everything that has breath. Praise the Lord. Let's give him a praise in this house. Hallelujah. I give you praise. I give you honor. I give you glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, you, we clap our hands and we shout in church. Because Psalm 47 and verse 1 says, come on, everyone. Clap your hands. Amen. Shout to God with joyful praise. Amen. Is that the same one? Amen. Yes, yeah, shout to God with joyful praise. For the Lord most high is what? Also. Awesome. He is the great king of all the earth. Praise. Palms, mouth, dance, shouting, instruments, stringed instruments, cymbals, amen. I wish I had my shofar in here. My four-year-old grandson can blow that shofar better than I can, amen. You know what praise by definition means? An action that brings or shows honor towards someone. Praise, as we think of it. it, comes from a Hebrew word, halal, which means to shine, to make a show, to boast, to act foolishly. Yeah. Oh, those people look foolish. That's, yeah, because we're giving God praise right now. It means to rave. How many of you want to have a rave party, the right kind of rave party? Come on, somebody. Woo! Hallelujah. To celebrate to give glory, to magnify. Come on. When we praise God, we are literally showing God off. We are boasting about Him. And the world around us can see Him in us. You know what Psalm chapter 22 and verse 3 says? The Lord inhabits the praises of His people. He inhabits the praises of His people. See, there is something about praise that brings God into our midst. That's why every song service, come on, it ought to be full of praise, amen. Can I just be, can I be real nice with be your pastor too, amen? See, they're not up here just to entertain us. They're not up here to, to play songs and to sing songs just for our enjoyment. Amen. They're here to help usher us into the presence of God. So we can join together and bless the Lord together and lift our voices together and lift our palms together in the sanctuary. Every praise team member, every member of the congregation giving God praise and feeling him and having our praise. Amen. He enjoys being around people that praise him. Amen. We're made in His image. How many of you will acknowledge you enjoy being around people? And it's okay. You enjoy being around people who build you up. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, if you, if you tear me down all the time, guess what? When I see you, I'm running from you. <laughs> Amen. Nobody likes to be around people that they tear us down. Nobody likes... We enjoy people that edify us or bring us up. Amen. And God said we're made in His image. Did you know the Lord enjoys, inhabits... Shows up when we praise Him. Amen. He enjoys being around our praise. Praise is so powerful. Because it helps usher in the moving of His Spirit. How many of you will acknowledge that sometimes when you come to church, you just don't feel it? Anybody ever come to church and you know you've had a bad week or you've had a bad day? Whatever you had. Amen. And you come and you just ain't feeling it. Why do we want to take it out on God? When you've had a, can I just tell you, when you've had a really bad week, you need to praise God even more, amen? Because you need Him to lift that off of you. When you begin to build Him up, He begins to pour out blessings on you, amen? When the praises go up, the glory comes down. It comes down. Praise is a powerful tool. In the battle of Jericho, the Bible says they shouted, and praised until what? The walls came down. We find that David danced before the Lord with all of his might, amen. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20, the Bible, read the story. It's an amazing story, go home and read it. Don't read it right now, amen. In 2 Chronicles 20, Jehoshaphat went out to battle against Moab and Ammon. Guess who he put on the front lines? Praisers, singers, amen. It wasn't the archers, amen. It wasn't the guys with the tanks and the guns, amen. It wasn't the guys flying the MiGs, amen. It wasn't the, it none of those guys. It was nobody with single missiles. It was praisers. It was singers. And when you read the story, guess what? The Bible says as the people began to worship, guess what? They did not have to raise one sword. The Bible says that God gave them the victory that day and they never had to raise a sword in battle. Bartimaeus, he began to praise Jesus before he ever got near him. And when Jesus arrived, what happened? Bartimaeus was healed. If you will praise God, whether you feel him or not. Turn every Sunday into a Palm Sunday. Yeah. Come on, somebody. God will come down and move on your behalf. You will begin to see his presence work freely in your life. Many times when you begin to praise God with all of your heart, the issues you are facing begin to diminish in significance. You lose track of the people around you. You want to know one reason why I think the uh, the issues diminish in our minds? It's because when we get our minds off of us and what we're going through and we focus on God, we realize how small the things we're facing really are. And compared to how significant God is, the Bible encourages us, exhorts us, even commands us to praise the Lord. Can I be honest with you? One of my favorite distinctives that we as spirit filled believers enjoy is something we can never allow ourselves to lose. And that is our right, our privilege, and our responsibility to accentuate praise and worship in our church services. Amen? And I want to tell you this. Worship and praise is not a Pentecostal thing. It's not a charismatic thing. It's not a full gospel thing. Amen? It's not even contemporary worship the way we use the term. Exuberant, external, demonstrative praise is as old as the scripture, amen? See, I don't praise God extemporaneously because of the label that I wear as a believer. Come on, I don't even just praise God because God filled me with the Holy Ghost, amen? I praise God because he is worthy of my praise. I'll tell you a little story. Hope this will help somebody, it's not in my notes. When I became a believer, when I became uh, a Christian as a, as a young man, I was I just turned 16 years old. Became a believer, and by the way, I was raised in this, okay? I was raised in demonstrative. My grandpa was a, was a Pentecostal preacher. My great grandpa was a Pentecostal preacher. I've been around, you think it's crazy up in here, you, you ain't seen nothing. <laughs> man, I've seen people shout and knock down chairs. I've seen people running around the church. Come on, I've seen all kinds of stuff happen in church. I was raised around it. But it's one thing to be a spectator, and it's another thing to be a participator. And I remember when the Lord filled me with the Holy Spirit. And I remember being in church, and I'll never forget this. And by the way, if you allow Jesus to talk to you, he will talk to you. We just, I don't know what they preached about, I don't know what song they were singing. But I remember it was during church and I had my hands up, Palm Sunday. Had my hands up. And I and people were dancing all around me, and I'm like. Nope, no, I I ain't doing all that. I I, I could could call them by name, brother so-and-so taking out three rows of folding chairs. No, not me. (laughs) Not me. Amen. And I'll remember. And it wasn't an audible voice, but it was the Lord. He started talking to me right out the gate. He said, I want you to praise me in the dance. Yes. Now, you, you know, they say white man can't jump. This white man can't dance. <laughs> Amen. Amen. It don't matter. Amen. I, I, I did a wedding one time. This is how bad I danced. I did a wedding one time for a girl. She had lived in our home for a while. Her father died about three months before her wedding unexpectedly. She called me. I was officiating the wedding, and she said, and, and we love her, and I, I won't mention her name. I don't want to embarrass her. but she said, Pastor, I want you to do the father-daughter dance with me. I want you to stand there for my dad. And I'm going to tell you, it tore me up, and I was so honored. And then I got scared to death, and I told my wife, I said, I am not ready to do a father-daughter dance yet. I took a dance lesson I was so scared. I did. So when I tell you this boy can't dance, I got the proof, amen? I got the check to prove I can't dance. Back to 16-year-old me, I want you to praise me in the dance. And guess what? I felt my old pride welling up with You, you know what? That's good for brother so-and-so. That's good for sister so and so, but Lord, I'm I'm all good right here. Boom, boom. Palm Sunday. That's enough for me. The occasional Hallelujah, I love you, Jesus. Mouth Sunday. That's good for me. But I, I'm telling you, I felt the Lord say, "I want you to praise me in the dance." And so, no joke. I was like, "Okay, Lord." And now God didn't say this, but I think the impression was really. Is that the best you got? But I did feel the Lord say, no, praise me in the dance. And I just, so I started thinking, okay, Lord. And honestly, I thought, man, people are looking at me. Can I just stop and give you a public service announcement? Ain't nobody looking at you like they think. You think they looking at you? I'm so worried about, it. man, we ain't thinking about you. Hey, Amen. You ain't thinking about us. We're so self-absorbed, we think people are always thinking about us, right? Hate to disappoint you. You're not on my radar. Amen. No, and so I'm like, I don't want people. And then I just started thinking, Lord, six months ago, I was arrested for selling drugs in my school. Whew, look at me now. Come on now. Hallelujah. God, I, was on, I, I broke into my uncle's house last year. And I stole all of his drugs and I sold his drugs. And I lied when he confronted me about it too, hallelujah. But Lord, look at me right now, I'm in church today. Woo, come on somebody. And all of a sudden, the pride started dissipating. I said, God, you saved me. And you saved my, and next thing you know,
1: hallelujah, God, you're worthy of my praise. Come on, you don't know like I know what he's done for me like I know what he's done for me come on he took this boy and he turned my life around God is worthy of the praise hallelujah somebody give him a praise right now come on you can sit here if you want to but God saved you he set you free he brought you out of bondage I think he's worthy of a praise hallelujah 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, I look around this room, I know some of you before Christ. I know what God has done for some of you. I think God's worth a little bit of demonstration. I think he's worth a little bit of articulation. I think he's worth a little bit of expression. Thank you, Jesus,
0: thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. Come on, this ain't a Pentecostal thing. It's not a charismatic thing. It's a Jesus thing. I don't praise God extemporaneously just because I'm something. I do it because He's worthy of my praise. I'm a football fan. If four guys in sub-zero degree temperatures can take off their shirts and pay ESPN and shout and holler for their team, amen, I think I can give God a little bit of praise in church. Amen. And by the way, I'm not asking anybody to take their shirts off and spell out J-E-S-U-S. No, thank you. Amen. We don't need that. Hallelujah. You can do that at home. Amen. But God is worthy of our praise. And let me tell you what my objective is today. Can can, Can I just be totally honest with you? I want people who feel comfortable not praising to get uncomfortable not praising. I want people who maybe you were like me, and it wasn't because you didn't love Jesus, but you just weren't comfortable taking that step. I want to encourage you to go from wherever you are to wherever your next step is in praise and worship. If you're not a hand raiser in church, guess what I want you to do? Like the tin man. Come on, I want you to become a hand raiser when you come to church, amen? We lift our hands in the sanctuary. Let's make every Sunday Palm Sunday. Maybe if you're not used to praising God out loud, you're used to praising him just in your heart. Let me just ask you to apply this analogy. Tell me how good loving your wife in just your heart works out for you. A few years into your marriage. Every so often, she wants to hear it more than just when you said, I love you on your wedding day. We need to articulate how we feel about God. We need to get comfortable coming together and praising the Lord together. Amen. It's so important. Ancient Israelites, they could dance and blow trumpets and clap and sing and shout to the God they served until walls literally fell down. I think we can still do the same thing in the 21st century church. And let me just throw this out here too. Just as a side note, I just wanna stop and say, I thank God I still live in a country where I can raise my hands if I want to, or I can sit on my hands if I want to, amen. I can shout and dance if I want to, or I don't have to do anything if I don't want to. You ought to thank God we can still worship God freely in this land. Amen. Because there's other places in the world you can't do that. Thank God we can still do it here. Amen. Amen. Don't settle for watching others praise. Don't settle for watching the church extrovert shout. Don't let a rock take your place. Did you know all of the New Testament words for praise, worship, glory, honor, they all are translated from the same one Greek word? It's true. And its base meaning is glory. Everybody say glory. glory. And how it was translated solely depends on the context. And I, I want you to know, well, what's the difference between praise and worship? Well, I think we've kind of uh, kind of overdone it and we've put too much focus on it. But let me just summarize it like this. Worship is how we esteem God and you can worship God silently. You can worship God without any expression at all. You can worship God without a sound. But praise is the articulation of our adoring hearts. Mm -hmm. Praise is the articulation of what we feel on the inside. When we praise God, we are literally giving vent and voice to our heart of worship. So worship has to do with estimation, how we esteem God. Praise has to do with articulation, how we express and articulate our love for God. Both give God esteem, right, to commend Him highly. But when the Bible tells us to praise Him, it's calling us to give expression to our adoring heart. Worship can be silent, but praise is never silent. Praise is always a demonstration. The psalmist said in Psalm 34 and 1, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Did you know if we would keep his praise in our mouth, some of the stuff that shouldn't be in our mouth might not be in our mouth. If we're singing praises, speaking praises, it might shut down some of the gossip. It might shut down some of the lying. It might shut down some. Come on, somebody. If you have the right words in your mouth. And did you know the Bible tells us out of the abundance of the heart what? The mouth speaks. Our words are important. Jesus even warned us that every idle word that we speak, is we're going to give an account for. Look at Matthew 12, 37 from the New King James. It says, for by your words you will be justified and by your words you will be condemned. I love it from the New Living Translation. Look at this. The words you say will either what? Acquit you or condemn you. Your words set you free or your words condemn you. And there are no more freeing words than, I love you, Jesus. I thank you, Father. God, I bless your name. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the sand, your name is worthy to be praised. Thank you, God, for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. Thank you for healing me. It is in our power to either destroy ourselves or edify ourselves with the words that we speak. Folks, I want to encourage you. Don't let your praise dry up. Nobody wants to go to a dead, dry, boring church, right? And you know how you keep churches from becoming dead, dry, and boring? You make sure the Christians are not dead and dry and boring. Amen? And that we give God our very best praise. I want you to stand with me. Praise team, would you come? Come on, Everybody say Palm Sunday. You might say, well, I can't play a musical instrument. Neither can I. But I got two palms. I can't sing like the praise team. But you got a mouth. And you can give them a shout of praise. Amen. Amen. I might not be able to, 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 do, to run the media. or, or do, you know, But you got two feet. You say, well, I, I can't do much. That's all right. Just do what you can. Amen. Amen. I remember we used to have a little old lady in our church years ago in a wheelchair. You know what she would do with her wheelchair? She would just rock it back and forth. Like, whoo, she's giving God praise right now. Rocking that wheelchair back and forth. Amen. We have all got a voice to give God praise. And you know what else? We've all got a reason to give Him praise. Hallelujah. There's a story in the Bible when Solomon was dedicating the temple to God, the king and the... Levites had this elaborate program plan, musical program plan, and the trumpeters had their pieces to play, the choir had their songs to sing, the priests priest had ceremonies to perform, but the Bible says that suddenly God's cloud of glory came down when the people began praising and thanking the Lord. And the Bible says the glory of God filled the house so much that the priests could not even minister. You know what I love, and it happens around here every so often. And I know people are not used to it in this day. I love when the praise is so exuberant and the glory of God comes down. I would love occasionally just to set my sermon notes to the side and say, Go ahead, Lord, preach them a sermon. Amen. Yeah. Go ahead, Jesus, touch them and lift them up. Go ahead, Jesus, and inspire them and refresh them and renew them once again. It is the will of God. Our services are well organized, but we don't want to organize the spirit out of our church we don't want to program Jesus out of our hearts in praise and worship God lifts us out of our carnal world of problems and limitations and it brings us into the heavenly realm it brings us into spiritual praise is like medicine to your soul I promise you if you had just come in here and say you know what I got to forget about everything else and this is some me and Jesus time I promise you you will go home edified you will go home touch. I'm going to say this in love, but I hear people all the time say, well, I didn't get fed today. I don't hear a lot, amen. <laughs> I didn't get fed today. Well, first of all, you need to be feeding yourself. I'll just say that, amen. And it is my responsibility to feed you the word of God. But I can tell you this, nobody ever leaves not fed that worshiped the Lord. Amen. Forget about the sermon. Forget about the worship set. Forget about the praise leader. I remember one time somebody left church. I was like, What's, why'd you leave her? Well, I didn't like who was leading worship that day. Yeah, that's well Oh, yeah. You didn't like who was leading worship. Well, did you forget who we're there to worship? Come on, amen. Did you forget why we came? Because I promise you, you will never leave hungry. If you plug into the Holy Spirit and you give God praise I might preach the worst sermon ever and you could still go home edified Amen. if you took the time and you gave the energy and you got off your hands and you said God every Sunday is Paul Sunday Hosanna the Lord saves blessed be the name of of the Lord. And when we come together corporately and we do it together, amen. The Bible says where two or three are gathered in his name. Come on, somebody. The power of God will be here with us. So today, praise team's gonna begin to sing. Maybe you've been burdened by the oppression of a tough situation in your life. Maybe it's your marriage, maybe, maybe it's your divorce, maybe it might be your finances, maybe it's a wayward son or daughter, trouble in the workplace strained relationship, doesn't matter what it is maybe you're waiting for an answer you know what I want to encourage you to do, just give God a praise and watch the walls begin to come down in your life wave your palms in the air and say save me Lord, Hosanna is your name, amen, blessed be the name of the Lord worship Him with passion praise Him with expectation that He will release His power in your life so here's what we're going to do They're going to get ready to sing. Here's what I want you to do. If you're already a praiser, I just want you to step out from where you are in just a moment. And I want you to just come down here and give God praise for all He has done. But maybe if you're kind of new to this thing, or maybe if you're not really comfortable with this, here's all I want you to do. Do what I did when I was 16 years old. Take that next step. If you're not a hand raiser, say, today is the day. I decide to be a hand raiser. Come on, somebody. It's not weird. It's not strange. Amen. Today is the day I learn to open up my mouth and I give God a praise. Today is the day maybe I just dance a little jig for the Lord. Amen. Today is the day I give God my best. Amen. And we're just going to elevate our praise and we're going to come into His presence. Amen. Are you ready? Let's give God a praise right now. Hallelujah. You're good and you're mercy. It's ah, there yeah, he is. Woo. Thank you Jesus Yes oh Lord.
1: Lord you are good and your mercy endure forever Lord you are good. so good
0: Thanks for watching. Be sure to subscribe to this channel so you never miss one of our videos or live streams in the future. Also, take a moment and share this with a friend. Be sure to join us 9 a.m. or 11 a.m. each week live as we celebrate Jesus together here at Life Church. God bless you.